You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. I regularly hear from people inquiring about other people. And by that, I mean people often contact me and say, how can I help this other person see the light, so to speak? Others will be a little less circumspect about it. They will say there's somebody I would love to get by the shoulders and shake them and say to them, would you ever pull yourself together? This is your life and you are missing it. Now, I'm not saying that any of these people are talking about the normal crazy people that are impinging on their own experience of life. What I'm saying is that people genuinely want to help other people. People genuinely want other people to experience the peace and calm that people experience when they take control of their own state of mind. Other people are a little more aggressive when it comes to their comments with regard to other people. Some have said to me, does this guy or girl I'd love to get and slap across the face? Or worse. Uh, Now, we all know people like that. But the interesting thing is that most of the comments that I get from people with regard to such people are related to helping them rather than getting them out of their lives. And that's an interesting point, first of all. Before we go any further, I'm regularly asked by people, how do I deal with this obnoxious person? Or how can I ignore that other person that I'm related to? Or how do I avoid getting sucked into the drama of so-and-so, this, that, or the other? And very often people will say to me, shouldn't I just walk away? Now, obviously, Normal crazy people, in other words, most people on this planet, people who are not using their minds, who are mindless, who are dead from the neck up, as a result of the way our brains evolved. You know, they're only using their brains the way nature intended. The fact that it doesn't enable them to live their lives at all, never mind to the full, is actually beside the point. But these people, and we can't leave them in the lurch. If we are mindful and if we have experienced a developing clarity of mind, if we are experiencing peace of mind and we know the difference that makes in our lives, we have to help others around us. Now, the problem is, of course, that you can't go and preach to other people, nor can you even say to other people, well, you know, there's this path I'm taking and maybe you should think about it too. You know, I I remember somebody, a good friend of mine from the West of Ireland contacted me a couple of years ago and he said, I have a brother and sister coming home from California for a big family wedding. And I think these people would really benefit from what you do. How would I get them started? And my answer was, you know, the old expression that you can only lead a horse to water. The end of that expression is that you can't make the horse drink the water. As I said to my friend, in this case, you can't even lead them to the water. They need to make their way there themselves. Now, the interesting thing is that as you and I develop our own presence, our developing presence makes an impact on those around us. They won't know why. We're not doing anything 
deliberately to encourage them to open their mind. It's simply the fact that we're there for them. That's what presence actually means. The fact that we are present, our presence exudes a little je ne sais quoi, as the French would say, that has an impact on those around us. As I've often said to people, you know, my developing presence, my rising tide lifts all boats. I'm not talking about mine, I'm talking about anybody's. It enables others see the light. Let me put it another way in the context of the most recent findings from the wonderful scientific researchers that explore how the mind works and how our mind, our state of mind, our mood, if you will, but more importantly, the state of our own energy has an impact on those around us. We all know that state of mind is contagious. If you bump into somebody, say you get up this morning and you're in fine form and you meet somebody and after half an hour, you're only fit to lie down after listening to them for 30 minutes. People suck your energy dry. Their negative mood if I can put it in those terms, it's not, it doesn't quite work that way, but if I can put it that way, their negative mood drags you down. Similarly, if you meet somebody who's in fine form, they will lift your mood. So at its most basic level, we kind of have an instinctive understanding that mood is contagious or state of mind is contagious. We know from the perspective of recent research that my mood affects my DNA. And my mood affects my DNA, even if the DNA being investigated under those research conditions happens to be in a little glass bottle many miles from where I'm actually sitting. Let me put it like this. I'm sitting here in Saint-Martin-sur-Arve. I'm about an hour and a half's drive from the centre of Geneva. And say somebody from a laboratory in Geneva came and took a swab of my DNA a couple of days ago, and that swab is sitting in a laboratory in the centre of Geneva now. The mood that I'm in is affecting the DNA on the swab in the laboratory. Slightly weirder and further out is that my DNA, impacted by my own mood, is shared with other people, my children. Now, I don't share DNA with my nearest and dearest. Obviously, we're separate people, but I do share DNA with my children. And therefore, even at the root level of the building blocks of who I am and who they are, our DNA, my mood is impacting them. Let's look at it another way. Because if we look at ourselves from the perspective of who we really are or what we really are, we are shimmering energy. That is the way quantum physics puts it. We have super strings of energy that are either shimmering because they're coherent and we're in flow, or they are tied up in knots because our brain is being used to the way nature intended. In other words, I'm thinking, I've distanced myself from the here and now, I'm worrying, I'm tying my energy up in knots. Now, in circumstances like that, clearly my energy is not flowing and therefore my energy will have no impact or little impact, minimal impact on the world around me, on the universe around me, on the responsive universe around me. That sentence is worth listening to all over again, isn't it? But when I allow my mind clear and when I allow peace of mind settle on me, 
that settling on me obviously comes from within, but bear with me for a minute. When I allow that happen, my energy and the flow of energy in my body and around me in my aura, if you will, or my energy field around me, it becomes coherent. It becomes synchronous. It pulses synchronistically. The rate at which my electromagnetic field is pulsing becomes coherent with the electromagnetic field of the planet and of the universe around me. I start shimmering. As a result of which, as a result of the coherence of my own electromagnetic field, I emit photons of light. And those photons of light go out into the universe. They go out and impact people around me. Now, the people around me don't have to be in the same room as me. What we've discovered on Zoom when, with some of the conversations, and in particular the group meditations I've done with online program owners, is that our light, literally we shine our light, our light impacts others in that group, and they feel it, and I feel it, and we're not in the same place. Why? Because energy communicates with energy non-locally, to use a scientific term. In other words, simultaneously. There is no transit time between me sitting here in Samartan Sourav, as I said a few minutes ago. There's no time lapse between me in France having impact on somebody sitting on Vancouver Island if we happened to be meditating together. It's just an example. But let me get back to the point I was making. Because right at the beginning of today's episode, I said that, you know, some of the people with whom I work want to help other people see the light. And that's not a turn of phrase. When we are in the zone, we emit photons of light. We actually shine our light. You know the way some people will say, oh, look at her or look at him. She's almost glowing, glowing with energy. Of course they're glowing with energy. Modern scientific equipment can actually see our aura our energy field glow when we are coherent. But the most interesting thing about modern research is that we're not just sending out random photons of light as a result of the coherence of our electromagnetic pulse and our energy field. Those photons of light carry messages. They carry, if you will, our intentions. And if I come back to the start of what I was talking about here today, for starters, they carry our intentions for those around us. In other words, the best way that you can help anybody else is by simply being present there for them and with them. In other words, actually listening to them, actually being there, actually having a conversation with them, not saying to yourself, oh, I know what they're saying and they're playing the same old record. None of that. Not making any prejudgments about the other individual at all. Now, now. The really important point is, but I can do none of that if I haven't looked after myself first. If I'm not coherent, my incoherence makes everybody around me become increasingly incoherent, if they're not incoherent already as a result of using their minds the way nature intended. It makes them even more incoherent. If I am not present, I make no impact on anybody around me. That's kind of obvious if you think about it. If I'm missing in action, if I'm all over the place, how could I have any influence on anything that's going on in my life or anybody around me? In other words, if I haven't taken control of my own state of mind, I am a waste of space. And I am 
at the very best, having no impact on anybody else. And in all probability, because I am a waste of space and I'm trying to take other people's energy to fill the void that would otherwise be me where I'm not a waste of space, I actually have a negative impact on other people. So there's no point in you saying to yourself, oh, I want to help this person. I want to do this for my children. No, 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 no. There's no point in making things up it all comes back down to whether or not you're going to take charge of your own state of mind for you and you alone. And what I mean by that is, first of all, you are the only person who can take control of your state of mind and you can't control anybody else's state of mind. You can influence what other people are experiencing in the moment and in their lives when you have taken charge of and are in control of your own state of mind. But if you haven't, forget it. And not only forget it for them, forget it for you. People often ask me, why do I need to take charge of my own state of mind? Now, that seems like a stupid question. It actually is a stupid question when, when you go into it in just a teeny tiny little bit of detail. But people will often say to me, why? Sure, I'm, as the Irish would say, I'm grand as things are. I'm doing fine. Not too bad. But at least, I'm, you know, above ground. Why do I need to go off on a, a journey to take control of what is going on in my mind? Can't I just, you know, get by with the way things are? You know, I'm not going to change the world. And yes, that's true. You're not going to change the world. But what about changing your own world? Because if you don't take charge of your own state of mind, uh, you're living in the shadows of what might be. So when people say to me, why should I do this? My first answer is because you're worth it. You are the most important person in your life. You are an integral part of the universe. If you don't think you're worth it, in other words, if you don't love yourself absolutely and unconditionally, you're a useless article and you're no use to anybody else, as we discussed just a minute ago. In fact, you're a danger to other people. People will say, but I, I don't deserve, you know, to be happy and successful and full of the joys of life. Now, that's an interesting one. People may not express it so bluntly as bluntly as I've just expressed it there. But, you know, I had a conversation with somebody a few weeks ago in relation to his goals and objectives. And he said, I figured out what my, you know, key goals are. He said, but do you think I deserve them? A really interesting insight for the simple reason that most people think they are undeserving. Now we could go back into the whys and wherefores and the cultural and religious programs that we all share that would lead us to conclusions, delusions, not conclusions like that. We could waste the rest of this podcast. We could waste the rest of our lives talking about that. There's no point. Fact of the matter is that you deserve to live and you deserve to live to the full. Somebody else said to me recently, but hold on, the Bible, the Bible, the good book says, you know, that you need to suffer because you're in need of redemption and you need to 
uh, have an awful time in this life so that you can have a joyous time in the next life. Now, obviously, they were paraphrasing a number of different bits of the Bible, but two can play that game. As I said to the individual in question, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that you deserve to live your life and you deserve to live it to the full now. So... <laughs> Somebody said to me recently, you know, you come, meaning me, come at everything that we ever talk about from a scientific perspective. Um, I have a deep Christian faith, and I'm not sure that science answers many of the questions that we human beings think we can answer for ourselves. And I said to him, okay, I'll forget all of the science. I'll just use the New Testament, because everything that we talk about in these conversations here is born out by sacred scripture. And I don't mean just sacred scripture from one tradition. We could look at the Zohar or the Talmud. We could look at some of the Hindu writings. We can look at writings that go back 10, 12 and a half thousand years. And, you know, there were people living 10 or 11,000 years ago who had a better take on how life is actually supposed to be lived because they weren't obsessed with cars and money and high heels and holidays and my tribe versus your tribe. There were no tribes at that stage. People were just living together, collaborating with each other, living the good life. It's interesting. You know, there's a piece of research done a number of years ago in the United States that concluded that people in New York wanted the kind of lifestyle that Amazonian tribes had, you know, where they work a couple of hours a week and spend the rest of the time telling stories and playing and eating and drinking and having fun. There's a lot to be said for it. But what's the point of all of that? The first point I want to make is that, first of all, you're worth taking the trouble to take control of your own state of mind so that you start experiencing your life in the here and now, because here and now is where your life is lived. If you don't take that trouble, you're missing your own life. Your life is passing you by. If you do take those little steps, it's no trouble at all. If you do take those little steps, you will discover who you actually are you will discover that of which you are actually capable and you will realize that the world works in a completely different way to the way in which we were taught and educated to think that the world works. Where we were told you had to work hard to be a success, you had to climb the greasy pole, you had to amass material things, you had to conform with the way people behave themselves. Who wants to behave like a normal crazy person? Who? Do you want to continue to behave like a normal crazy person or do you want to pull yourself together and slap yourself across the face, get your own shoulders and shake yourself because that is where everything starts. There is no merit in anybody saying to me that there's somebody I would love to get by the shoulders and shake the living daylights out of them and say to them, come on, would you ever live your life to the full? You need to do it yourself first for yourself, as I said, because you are worth it you'll begin to realize that not only do you deserve the best things in life, but you'll begin to realize that the best things in life are only unrealistic to the thinking mind that you are discarding the more you develop your ability to be present and leave your thoughts behind. That's a very important point, by the way. It's not a digression. Because most people, before they even get to the deserving conversation that I mentioned a minute ago, will be 
nobbled by the first hurdle that most people encounter when they begin to think about the kind of life they would really love to experience. They sit back, they don't take stock. And the reason they don't take stock is, for example, if you want to change your life, there is no point in starting from where you are right now. Because if you do that, your normal thinking mind will kick in and it will say, oh, no, 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 you couldn't have that. Forget forget even thinking about having that kind of life or those kind of experiences. They're unrealistic. Look at where you are now. Look at the experience you've had up to now. Some of the things that people actually would dream of having, they're unrealistic. Haven't you a load of evidence in your crummy little life up to now that those things are unrealistic? But your crummy little life up to now is only crummy because you are using your mind normally, allowing the automatic pilot that runs on the thoughts that you learned about how the world works and who you think you are, allowing those thoughts get in your way and say to yourself, this is it, mate. And, you know, it is what it is and you have to struggle and you have to keep going and it's okay to crawl from one day to the next. Nothing major is ever going to change. Have you ever seen a change for most of the people around you? And of course you haven't because most of the people around you are normal, crazy people. You need to discard your thinking mind. You need to take a step back and say to yourself, well, what are the kind of experiences I would love, and I mean really love, to have in your life? I was talking to somebody yesterday and she said, oh, I don't know if I could even begin to think about answering that question. I said, well, I'll ask you another one. I said, can you tell me the experiences that you don't want any more of in your life? I said, because that's an easy one to answer. She said, oh, I can tell you the answer to that question straight away. I said, well, that's no use. I said, because goals are things you run towards. Goals are not things from which you run away. So if you want to run towards a life that you would love to experience, you need to take the step back and recall, because we all can if we take a step back, the little flashes in our lives, the little moments in our lives, where we did experience joy and bliss and happiness and peace of mind and carefreeness. Because even if that only happened to you once or twice in your life and it was only in the twinkling of an eye, you know what it's like. And therefore, if you were to ask yourself the question, what kind of life do I really, 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 really want? What kind of experiences would I really like to have in my life? You already know the answers but you will not know the answers or the answers will be deliberately concealed from you by your thinking mind if you start from where you are now. Where you are now is unreal. <laughs> As I said a minute ago, people say to me, oh, I couldn't have this, that or the other. That's unrealistic. And it's unrealistic based on the evidence that I have of my life up to now. But the life you're living when you're using your mind normally, is unreal. It is created by a load of thoughts that have nothing to do with reality. That's about as unreal as it actually gets. So a couple of key points. Number one, you need to pull yourself together. It's you that needs to be shaken by the shoulders. And I'm not talking about you specifically, I'm talking about all of us. We all need to remind ourselves to remember to be present and focused in the here and now. Because even if we do it every morning through meditation, the wheels come off during the course of the day and we have to constantly keep ourselves on our toes. We have to be perseverant. We have to be persistent. We have to be patient and we have to be disciplined. 
without perseverance, patience and discipline pays off. And it pays off pretty quickly for the simple reason that that kind of approach to looking after your own state of mind and your own coherence restructures the very structure of the piece of equipment, the physical brain between your two ears, which means that the thoughts that would tie your energy in knots begin to dissipate, begin actually to be precluded from coming into your consciousness. And when that happens, your energy begins to flow more freely, more coherently, as a result of which you send out your intentions into the world. And when you send out your intentions into the world for you, it has an impact on those around you. As we said earlier on, it has an impact on those with whom you share DNA. It has an impact on those to whom you are very close, emotionally, energetically. But it all starts with you. And if you don't remember to remind yourself to be present moment to moment every day, those moments are lost to you. Your life, as we said earlier on, will be passing you by. And probably a lot of it has passed you by. An awful lot of people get upset by that. Oh, my God, as somebody said to me recently, have I wasted the first 59 years of my life? My answer was, does it matter? What matters is what you do now. In fact, actually... That's all that matters. And on that note, all I can say is, will you pull yourself together, slap yourself across the face. Remember that you're worth it. Remember that you are the most important person in your life and that you need to do what you need to do to ensure that you live that life to the full. Because only then can you go around helping the people that we would love to influence in our lives. It's all down to you being present in the here and now and in every here and now, or at least in as many here and nows as is humanly possible. Cool. We'll talk again next week. You've been listening to To Succeed just let go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-horton.com.